0: Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. We only have two days to go until December. Uh, You just have the joy of seeing Dan and Debs in their Christmas outfits. Sorry that I haven't got mine on today. That will come. Um, But it's amazing, isn't it? Only two days to December, which means we're getting close towards the end of the year. And I've been thinking a bit about 2020, and I wonder for you how this year has been, whether it's been really challenging or maybe it's been a spacious place for you. It might have been confusing or actually uh, a restful time. I think probably all of us would agree that it certainly has not been what we were expecting 12 months ago. And I had the great privilege and joy this week of hearing uh, a talk from Francis Chan. Francis Chan is an amazing godly man who has led various churches in America and now in Hong Kong. And he's also an author. And he was speaking to a group of us on what is going on in the church at the moment across the world What can we see God doing? And I was really struck by his first point, which was actually beyond everything else. This year has been in many ways a gift to us as followers of Jesus because we've had more time to spend in the presence of our Lord, hearing from him, reading scripture and praying. And I wonder whether that's been your experience in part this year. But to be honest, it's also been a really challenging year, hasn't it? We just need to name it as that. It's been frustrating at times. We've not been able to do the things that we might want to have done or that we would normally do. We've not even been able to come and gather in here, in church, on a regular basis. And that's been hard. We miss the fellowship. I miss being with you all. I've described to the team and to the wardens, that I feel like I'm shepherding in the dark at the moment. I can't see you and I can't hear you. And sometimes I feel like I'm just going totally mad, staring at this tiny camera in front of me, trusting that the technology is working and that I'm not actually just talking to myself. But I think Francis Chan is right, that there is this sense that actually we have had and we do have more space and time to just be with God. It's often true, isn't it, certainly in my life, that when all these other things around us are stripped away, we find ourselves face to face with God. And this is the experience that God's people had in the time of Isaiah and that we're reading about in this Passage of Scripture in Isaiah chapter 40. And at the time that Isaiah was writing this, God's people were in a desperate place. It was these words were written about 700 years before the birth of Christ. It was at a time when God's people were being held captive in Babylon, and so they were they were really desperate. They were in isolation. They were being held in exile. It was the wilderness for them. And they found themselves asking questions, not only about what was going on around them, but but about God. Was God really with them? So if you open up the scripture, that chapter 40 that we just heard read, you can see in verse 27, we read that Isaiah writes, why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. These words are a rebuke because God's people felt like they'd been abandoned. And Isaiah is writing to them saying, no, God is far greater than any challenge that you and I could face. He doesn't grow tired like I do or you do. No problems are hidden from him. There is nothing that is greater than God. Not even COVID-19 God is greater than any challenge that you or I may face in our lives. God isn't surprised by these challenges that we face. His power is so great that he works through the challenges we face in our place of weakness. Verse 28 says, The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding No one can fathom. Last week, Annie spoke about hope. She opened up these early verses of chapter 40 to us, if you flick back to uh, the beginning of chapter 40. And these words of comfort that God speaks over his people, over us as well. And of course, this hope and comfort that we read about here is not just wishful thinking. It's not just a word on a Christmas card. This hope that we read about is embodied in the very nature of God. So it's not a surprise that as we read through chapter 40 that actually the whole of this chapter is immersed in the very nature of God. So again, just take your Bibles, have a look at these words with me from verses 12 to 26. What we're seeing is reading about is a reminder of who God is. So we read in verse 12 that God is creator. In verse 14, God is wise. He is the source of wisdom. God is sovereign, verse 17. He's incomparable, verse 18. Nothing and no one compares with him. And in verse 22, we read that he is enthroned above the whole earth. He oversees it all. He's majestic, he's mighty, he's in control. God is all-knowing, all-loving, and all-powerful. We've called this series in Isaiah, The Promise Keeper. Because just here, even in, verse, in chapter 40, we, we're reminded of who God is. But we're also reminded of his promises, of what he does in us and through us. And I want us to zoom in today on one particular word here in this passage of scripture that we've just read together at the end of chapter 40 and you can find it in verse 31 and this word in verse 31 is kavah, it's a Hebrew word. And it's translated in a number of different ways. Here in the NIV Bible, which I'm looking at and you may have before you, it's translated as hope. And so we read those who hope in the Lord. But the word also is translated as wait, to wait. So this Hebrew word could be translated as those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. I think, as I've been reflecting on this year, I realise that the pace of life has changed. There's no doubt about it. And so whether for you, you feel like the year 2020 has been a time in the Garden of Eden, it's been a place of rest and refreshment and space, or whether you feel like 2020 has been a time in the wilderness, it's been a time that has been barren and difficult Whichever way you view it, it has been a time of waiting for all of us. It's been a time of waiting in our our lives, whether we think about waiting for the next announcement and what's coming with COVID-19 and the restrictions or which tier we're going to be in, whether it's waiting to know what's happening at work or with your doctor's appointment or with the school that your children are at or with family, who are we going to be able to see and when with university it's this time of waiting and we don't like waiting it doesn't come naturally to us but the Bible shows us that waiting is not just this empty space between our prayers and their fulfilment but it is a time when God works in power and I really believe that God does his deepest work in us while we're waiting and as i've been praying and reflecting on what god's been doing this year in his church not just at Greyfriars and new hope but around the nation we see that god is refining his church god is pruning his church some of that is painful but it's just like our garden at the moment i look out at it and it looks a bit barren at the moment But actually, some of the most significant elements of growth in our garden are going on right now in the winter, in the secret and hidden places. Whether it's God's people waiting in exile, or the Israelites in the desert, or Daniel in prison, or Paul waiting to get to Rome... God works powerfully in these in-between times. These are the times when he transforms us and refines us. Whilst we are waiting, God is working. He uses these times because he knows that the distractions are pushed to one side. And we're forced to be still and to listen. And to look to him, to focus on today and the present. But this word kavah doesn't just mean hope and wait. There is another sense to this Hebrew word. And I think this other sense of what this word means helps us as we think about the context of what God is trying to say through Isaiah, through these words at the end of chapter 40. And the other meaning of this word kavar is to be bound together. And in a practical sense, and here comes the visual aid, we can think about rope. Now, I know that you all know what a piece of rope looks like, but I'm going to come a little bit closer and just remind you. Now, if I get too close, you won't see it very clearly. But here is a bundle of rope and as you can see even in this shot it's made up of strands of rope that are intertwined they're bound together and the reason as you know why rope is made this way is because in binding the strands of rope together it becomes stronger and so god is actually trying to teach us through the words here in isaiah 40 of what we are to do while we're waiting. This isn't just a time of futile, meaningless waiting. God is always at work during the waiting. And what he's saying here in chapter 40 is that as we wait on the Lord, we are to be bound together with him. We're literally to be intertwined with him. It's where this, these words of Jesus come in in um, Matthew's gospel as Jesus talks about us being yoked to him. We're connected in the deepest sense to God. And as we are joined together with Him, intertwined with Him, we find strength. It is in this place of intimacy and of being bound together with God without distractions that we receive from God, we hear from God. And perhaps most importantly, we become more like God. So as we read about earlier on in chapter 40, we receive some of those very traits of God. His strength is imparted to us as we are bound together with him. And the result of all of this, this renewing, is given to us in an amazing, beautiful picture that we all know well from the end of Isaiah chapter 40. Now um, most of you know um, our surname is Walker and not only are we called the walkers but we love walking and so Liz and I really enjoy on our time off to go for a walk. There's some amazing countryside around here and as a family we love to go for a walk on a Sunday afternoon. Now I say we love to go for a walk, what I actually mean is Liz and I love to go for a walk. The children complain incessantly every time we suggest every week let's go for a walk but when they get there they enjoy it and our favorite place to go is the big hill in Streetly and so we walk through the forest through the hollies and we get up to that beautiful hill at the top of Streetly and some of you will know that from there you look east and you can see right into the Chilterns and you can look down on Streetly and Goring these beautiful villages and far far beyond And one of the reasons we love going up there is because when we're there, we're not alone. And those of you who have been will know that as you sit at the top of that hill up by the golf course, you can see red kites flying around because the the wind and the in the summer the thermals rise up from the valley and they push the warm air up to the top of this hill. And the red kites. Just ride the thermals around the top of this hill. And they are majestic. Every day that you and I see these beautiful birds around this area. It's a a visual reminder of these words in Isaiah 40. And every time I look at these birds, whether we're in Streetly or just going about our lives in Reading. I'm reminded of the fact that these birds soar on the thermals. And they do not flap. And you know, I realise as I read these words, reading scripture is like having a mirror held up to us, isn't it? That the greatest problem with me is that I flap. You know, I flap about things that are going on at home. I flap about things that are going on in church. And the problem is, is that when I'm flapping, I'm spending so much energy flapping that I get exhausted and even more than that, when I'm flapping, I'm not focused on the Lord. And what we read here in these words is that we're not to flap, but we're to soar. We're to ride on these thermals, which in, in spiritual sense is the spirit of God. That we're to trust in God and rely on his strength his spirit as we're bound together with him allowing him to hold us when we're going through times that we find challenging and difficult isaiah tells us here that as we bind ourselves to the lord as we rely on him and and wait on him we can run and not grow weary We can walk and not be faint. We receive God's strength as we wait. You know, I don't read anything in here in Isaiah 40 that says, David, it's really important that you flap on a regular basis. It says, hope in the Lord, wait on the Lord, be bound with the Lord. And in that place, be renewed, be strengthened, and soar. So I want to ask you today, what what are you flapping about in your life? I've got quite a long list that I could share with you for me. What are those things that, that you are struggling with? As Debs and Dan have reminded us, today is the beginning of Advent. It is a time of waiting it's a time of us waiting to celebrate the birth of Christ. It's a time of us waiting to, for the return of Jesus, his second coming. And whatever problems you may be facing in your lives, whatever burdens you're carrying, whatever fears you have or confusion you are dealing with at the moment, whatever you are flapping about in your life, this is the time to wait on the Lord to be intertwined with him and bound together with him to listen to him to read scripture to take this time to to hear from him to be reminded of the truths and the promises of who he is and to know that God is with you that's the message isn't it of Advent and Christmas that God is with us God is with you that he has come to this earth to be with us, to bring salvation to this earth as we enter into this story of his saving grace. The, the truth that God is with you. God has not abandoned you, God has not forgotten you, but God is with you right now. He stands with you in your, your pain and your joy and your suffering and your questions. God works in our waiting and the only thing as I've said before that is harder than waiting on God is wishing that we had so I want to encourage us all to embrace this time of waiting and through it to see what God has been doing and is doing in 2020 not to resent this year But that we would be given God's perspective of what he is doing in us and through us as we wait on him.